0: the views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Kowal Investment Group and its staff. Kowal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the
1: Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. We are live in studio, WISM Milwaukee. We're also on WIBA in Madison, hosted today by Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Good to have you back in studio, Aaron. Great to be back. Great to be back. How are you? I am fantastic. Beautiful day outside, right?
2: Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful day.
1: 70 and sunny going to hit the low 80s today. Just a nice summer day. Uh, now, what? we're not going to talk about weather the entire hour. Right. We, well, we could, but
2: there's, you know, that, we might the lose more some interesting listeners. weather is earlier in the week. So.
1: <laughs> there's other retirement <laughs> issues uh, to get to. I'm going to let you, you, actually, we're having a guest back on the program. He was so good. He was awesome. uh, it was last time, not so, the last time you were on, but you had him on before.
2: Yeah, I think it was two, three years ago, whenever the Equifax uh, thing broke out where it, you know, where we really realized that anybody anybody that wants our information, you can can pretty easily get it. So um, you know, I always say everyone's favorite topic is themselves. So I'm going to let Mike. So our guest is Mike Sinkbile from ShoreTech. He's a partner there. Uh, he he does a lot in cybersecurity. So it's going to be a little bit different uh, take uh, on on the show today. Uh, w- one of the things that uh, can be really detrimental to retirement. You can plan and do everything right. But if there's a mistake, if you um, you can lose it to a bad actor, and so we really want to talk about how do you shore that up. Uh, uh, and so, uh, Mike, why don't you kind of give a little bit of your background and what you do?
0: Good morning, Mike. Good morning, thanks, guys. Yeah, hey, happy to be on the program. Uh, yeah, cybersecurity is my favorite subject, as I tell my uh, clients, and uh, that's where I spend my time, staying sharp. And uh, I've helped uh, small businesses for probably 25 years now with IT. Um, operations, uh, security, remote access—all of that. Uh, my my firm uh, acts like the outside uh, outsourced IT department for our small uh, business customers. So part of that certainly involves cybersecurity, and more and more these days. So, uh, so yeah, I've got a long history in in that area, and uh, have a lot to talk about. Got some. Uh, stories, uh, both personal and business, to to share. Uh, Ooh,
1: horror stories! Yeah, but we can learn from these, Mike. I know you're going to give us advice too. Basically, I think everyone knows they can be hacked. the The potential to be hacked, and we're talking about in many cases large amounts of money in our retirement account, Aaron. That's our life. That is our nest egg. That's that's something you don't want to mess with.
2: Yeah, you you absolutely true. I mean, we were you know, we were joking a little bit before we came on the air here that you know, I keep sending money to the prince of Nigeria, but nothing nothing ever you know comes from it, but you know, there that's there's real stories that that go with that and and you know, I I resonate more. I can read all the technical stuff that I that I yeah, that that's out there, but uh, I think some of the, sometimes it's some of the stories that really resonate with me. So we're going to go over uh, some of those things. So there'll be some uh, you know horror stories in there. There'll be some uh, examples, but can we open can up we lines
1: for questions too? Yeah, uh, and Mike, okay. I hope that's okay. You don't mind questions? Sure, sure. sure. Okay, your company is Chortech, by the way. It's located in Waukesha, and uh, you lead the uh, IT service uh, practice over there. Correct.
0: That's correct, yeah, we got a whole team here that uh, that takes care of i t for our, for our clients
2: and they're right across the street from us. You come see us at our office, and then you just go right across the street and see right, them and and you're all set they they do a lot of great accounting work. Uh, and, you know, as well. Uh, full disclosure, they do they do mine, so um, it's, it, it's
1: a fantastic firm. We should mention yeah, that is in Waukesha, your headquarters, your world headquarters. Yeah, Waukesha, Pewaukee. And yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, you're exactly right. It's uh, easy to find right off the freeway. Um, it, you would know where it is. But you work there, Aaron. I'm talking like, <laughs> I like correcting the, you and where your The Waukesha
2: Post Office services it, so it says Waukesha.
1: So. It says Waukesha, yes, but kind we're of Pewaukee, Pewaukee, uh, Port Washington as well. There's an Ozaki yeah. County office up there with a great view of Lake Michigan in Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20, and in Phoenix, Arizona.
2: Yes, absolutely. So um you know we're we're all over also on the on the web you know the kowalway.com you can find us on facebook on twitter at kowal underscore invest and then also connect with me personally on linkedin connect with our 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 firm on linkedin as well so uh mike i want you know there's there's a lot going on you know what we talked about a few years ago was pretty uh, bland compared to some of the things i've heard today but can you tell me what, what are some changes in the threat landscape why is it Is it more dangerous now? Why is it more dangerous now?
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, The headlines tell you for sure. You saw the Colonial Pipeline uh, hack that shut down uh, uh, the flow of gasoline in the south for for more than a week. Uh, The JBS meat processing plant shut down uh, both of these from uh, attacks, apparently from Russians. But uh, these guys don't care. It's it's an organized crime ring, and it's just – much more professional than it used to be professional in a bad way. Um, So truly an organized crime uh, approach to getting our information and our money. Uh, That's what they're after, of course. I mean, they've got
1: to be good at the IT part of things, right? I, I, I would have no idea how to hack into something. These people, like you said, it's a professional racket, basically. Scary that something as big as a pipeline can be hacked into and disrupt our country. That was a huge story.
0: Absolutely, and then the one of the more scary parts is that they're uh, they're not just hacking their way through firewalls or using super uh, movie style uh, techniques uh, to hack their way in. They're hacking people more often. So that's why uh, every one of us uh, we're the ones that can do a lot to protect protect ourselves. Not just relying on technology like uh, better antivirus or things like that, but uh, to Multi, multi-phase approach. I like to say to plan for the worst, uh, but hope for the best. So, uh, both personal and and business IT uh, security uh, involves the, that approach.
2: You know, I, I I've heard an not an attitude, but a thought that that oh well, they're just going they're going after the institutions. They don't care about me. Is that true or no?
0: Definitely not. There, it's a numbers game for the bad guys. Uh, the old days, they just send spam emails until they get people to click through or respond. Uh, But they're using all kinds of approaches now. They're doing research. Uh, I've had uh, uh, clients who have had uh, a letter mailed to them looking like a forged invoice, followed by an email, followed by a phone call. I mean, they're doing all that. They have call centers of the bad guys out there that are working on this. They have excellent customer service to take your money when you are being extorted to. It's just uh, uh, with with ransomware out there. It's it's just terrible.
1: Well, you think, Mike? Uh, You're aware of this. This is what you do. Aaron knows about it. He works in the world of retirement planning, right? Is everybody aware of this? The answer is obviously not. And if you get a a letter, an email, then a phone call, you're probably thinking it's legitimate. Is this where they're going after only the elderly and targeting certain people or is everybody possibly a victim? Well, I've seen all kinds
0: of trends with uh, demographic searches. I've heard of uh, trade associations where everyone in that uh, trade association happens to have the same attack, uh, and they call that whole category of, of hacking the people social engineering. So you're you're exploiting the the natural desire of people to, to uh, help and to, to be responsive and to do what they're asked uh, by, by tricking them into disclosing information um, and, and giving away uh, money in most cases. Uh, that That's my go-to horror story is someone I know personally, works in the IT industry as well, uh, not a cybersecurity expert, but someone who works in IT. So uh, you would think that they know better, but uh, <laughs> this stuff ha- happens to the best of us. Uh, he had spent years and years investing in his retirement planning um, and then was looking forward to a new phase in life, ready to uh, invest in a, um, a condo property in Florida, uh, worked, worked with a realtor, got everything lined up. And then as he approached the home stretch for some closing uh, uh, transactions and an escrow payment, payment exchange, the bad guys knew about it. So they had hacked someone's mailbox involved in the conversation and they waited they just sat there and waited, uh, and then when the time was right, they inserted themselves in the conversation via email and faked some emails to the uh, to the person I know and uh, said that, "Hey, we're making a little change on where that escrow payment goes. Uh, here's the new uh, latest information."
1: Oh, it seemed and, legit. Wow. Yeah,
0: and so I mean, before you know it, uh, two hundred and. Some thousand dollars is gone from the retirement plan. I mean, that's that's a, a serious impact for anybody.
1: That's no different than breaking into somebody's house and and stealing two hundred thousand dollars in cash. I mean, that's it, these people are criminals. This and it ought to and, be, and a
2: lot. It's and you're not even breaking into someone's house. You're doing it from across the world,
0: across the world. And then the scary thing on this one, they, they have the footage. The FBI was called, and they literally see the. Uh, The mule, they call it, the the, uh, hapless uh, person in the local bank branch in New York that walks in, withdraws the money, and walks out the door and is never seen again. They hand it off to somebody else. It's just, it is absolutely normal. God,
1: it seems like a movie. It seems like yeah. at the end of Shawshank, when when Andy goes into the room, run- spoiler <laughs> alert, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> for a twenty five year old, if you movie? haven't seen Shawshank, that's <laughs> right. your bad. Right. Everybody knows how it ends. Right. He goes to all the banks and empties out these accounts that he set up while he was in prison, and he walks away with the warden, who was obviously a, a criminal. In yeah. you know, so he got back at him. Is what he did. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and walked off with the money. He did spend twenty some years in prison. So, yeah, I spoiled the end of that movie, but it's a great movie. Who hasn't seen Shawshank Redemption? Wonderful movie. But that that was pre-computers. Now we're dealing with cyber security, cyber attacks. Mike uh, Sinkpile is our guest. He's a partner at Chortech. They're based right in Waukesha. Hey, before we get to our first break, do you mind sneaking in a quick question? This really is something that all of our listeners are affected by. It really is. You know, if you got a computer and if you're dealing with your your funds, whether it's your retirement account or otherwise, you might have a question. So give us a call. Chris is from Whitefish Bay. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Um, Wanted to uh, ask about uh, your opinion on the value of services like LifeLock um, and have also heard a lot of – Radio advertising on services to protect uh, home titles as of late, and just interested in your opinion on investing in those types of services. Yeah, my uh, opinion on those, I've, I've seen various uh, shifts in the value of those services over the years. Uh, one of the one of those vendors has uh, famously had his uh, uh, social security number on the side of a bus in the past, taunting the bad guys, and then actually did eventually get hacked, which no. uh, was a little funny but and ironic. But uh, ultimately, I, as I said, I prefer to pre- just prepare and plan for the worst, and uh, just do assume that your sensitive information, social security numbers. Uh, bank accounts, information, and logins, things like that, they, dis, they do they do get disclosed on a regular basis and hacked. So uh, I, I prefer to really uh, isolate each, you know, limit the damage. So it's very, very important you're not reusing passwords to get into these systems uh, and make sure that they're unique, every single one of them. Uh, because if the bad guy gets one of them from a poorly defended website, they'll try other places for sure.
1: Um, You know, that's – you're hitting on something. Most people will use the same password, whatever, the pet's name and followed by a a significant – and then they use that for all of their passwords.
0: Yeah, and then an additional, uh, I guess, a trick towards the bad guys uh, would be those secret questions they ask you to to give. Why? Um, you do you do not – yeah, you do not need to give them the actual information because, of course, that's consistent across any place that asks you what your mother's maiden name was or what have you. So just make, make something up and document it, and it's unique, and that's exactly the purpose. It's just supposed to be another way to prove who you are.
2: You know, I've seen things online on Twitter. Uh, you know, Facebook that, that I think are just some of these social engineering, some of these these tactics where it says, you know, what what's your rapper name? It's your favorite color and the street that you grew up on, which you never post that stuff because those are a lot of times questions that these websites will ask as, you know, to, to – to verify that it's you and it's just other, it's just people trying to collect that don't, information. Don't post you. that
1: on your social, your website. Definitely it might be good for a little chuckle for you, but don't. It's not funny. And definitely don't put your social security number on the side of a bus. You learned that lesson, Paul. Yep. <laughs> all right. I learned that lesson. Chris from Whitefish Bay. Thank you for calling. Yeah. We've all heard of LifeLock, right? Yep. We hear these ads. Do they really work? What's best for you? What's best for your business? We're going to break and come back with Aaron Kowal. I believe we have a, do we have a sexy segment?
2: We do at the end. And then uh, Mike's going to do the boss segment.
1: The oh, and Mike is with us the entire hour. Yes, he is. Okay, Mike is uh, wish Chortek, Mike Sinkpile is our guest. Aaron Kowal, of course, your host for the retirement clinic on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. We have lines open cybersecurity, cyber threats. You know, the big stories in the news, like the pipeline, but it's the little guy, guys like me. Can we be attacked? You bet it happens. The number 799 1130. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text line. To call in 799 1130. We'll be right back. I'm afraid- A little twist today on the boss segment. Aaron, now this is usually your minute. Business, owners, yes, savings, and security. However, on today's show, our guest, Mike Sinkpile with Tech, We're talking about cybersecurity. And Mike... We're turning this show over to you. This is all on you. It's a
2: lot of trust, man. I mean, you know, it's a big responsibility. We, we okay. were talking, you know, when we were preparing for the show together, we were talking about the boss segment, the boss, you know, business owner savings and securities. Um, and, a lot of times there's businesses that are a target. Um, And so I wanted to to throw it to you, Mike. We were talking about something called the cybersecurity uh, curve. Um, Why don't you talk about that? What is it? And give us a a rundown on what can business owners do to protect themselves?
0: Sure. Yeah, I think the short answer to that is they need to do a lot. So what do you do? (laughs) Don't don't panic. Well, we only have uh,
2: 34 minutes left, so.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. uh, that's what the curve is. And my, uh, when I talk to my clients about cybersecurity, it's a technical subject. And I I don't want to bombard them with acronyms and give them 110 controls they need to do, a checklist kind of thing like that. Uh, but there is a, a curve. I, I like to draw it on a curve. There's the, the basic services that are inexpensive and have a high impact. You just got to start there, at least the fundamentals, a good backup. That's an obvious, that's number one on my list. So um, what what I've done is I've put all of these tools, I'll talk about a couple more in a minute, but uh, put them onto a curve, plotted them because they get more expensive, some of them, and their impact tends to go down. So you got to do the basics, the big impact ones, low cost. And then as you do more and spend more, the return on that kind of goes down. So you just got to decide where you're comfortable being on that curve. So, uh, so what I've done is I've made it into a pretty easy-to-reference, not-too-technical document, and I've uh, published it out on choretech.com, so Chortek.com, so C-H-O-R-T-E-K.com, forward slash curve. So if you share your email address with us and get into our newsletter list, you'll get this document. Um, and really, it does a great job showing you in a visual that as you go up this curve, uh, you are increasing security. And the cost goes up. Sometimes the convenience goes down a little bit too. So uh, like right in the middle of the curve, one of my favorite uh, cybersecurity controls. I don't know if everybody has a favorite cybersecurity control, but <laughs> I do. Um, that's multi-factor authentication. So that's a mouthful. You guys heard of that before?
2: Why don't you talk about it for, for those of
0: I've
1: heard of it, yes.
2: Let's sure. assume nobody knows what any of this is.
0: You bet. Well, it's unfortunately a three-letter acronym, but multi-factor authentication means that when you're logging into something, you know you're used to having uh, something you know, your, your password, right? Multi-factor just means you also have something you have to get you into the system. So you, you're probably used to this on uh, banking websites. Uh, where you put in your password and then you're also uh, sent a one-time code or you have to hit OK on your phone because you have the phone. The bad guy doesn't have your phone. They may have your password, but they aren't going to have your phone. See,
1: I like this. And just so if you don't work for a corporation or a larger company, you may not have it. Mike, I'm not sure you can comment on that, but um, there's companies like Okta, right, OKTA Verification. There's all kinds of companies like that. That, yeah, you try logging into your corporate email here. I work for iHeart, and then they text me a code on my phone. I need my phone to get into my email. It's like a second or even third layer of protection. I like it. And without it, you won't get in.
0: So the bad guys overseas that have your password, they're not getting in. Uh, Duo is another brand, D-U-O. Microsoft themselves offers multi factor Sometimes multi factor is just a checkbox to turn it on, and it's free. So... That's a strong recommendation. Obviously, free is, free is good. It's uh, if it's available for free, turn it on. Anywhere you can turn on multi-factor authentication for your accounts, do it.
1: And most large corporations. I mean, iHeart's a pretty big company, but I would assume others are doing this as well with their employees.
0: Yes, uh, and since email tends to be a very high-risk area, because if you're you're able to log in and surveil someone's email as a bad guy, you can see everything that's going on, and you can lurk back there. The average. Uh, over 90 days just sitting there watching and seeing what's going on and they'll launch tax based on inside intel uh but if you have multi-factor uh turned on for email it's built into almost every system out there for free uh you are much much safer
2: when you're at your computer at work you know cuz I know like email you're you know on my phone it's always active right you know you open the app and your emails there but you know, at, at work, should you have the multi-factor authentication for every time you log in? Should it be uh, uh, over a certain period of time? Or what are your thoughts on that? Thank
0: you for asking that. I didn't even plant that question ahead of time. But that's, that's <laughs> exactly my favorite part about multi-factor is it's great putting it in all these uh, individual locations. But absolutely, putting it onto the workstation itself. And that requires uh, a little bit of techie help uh, to get it done. It's not just turning on like... Uh, like you would for your email or for your bank account, uh, it re- requires some software and some doing, but uh, that is a very strong control. Because think about it: if you uh, lost your laptop and uh, the uh, going to the airport or something like that, uh, or if it was stolen overnight, somebody broke into your office. It, they're, they're just stealing uh, computers they can't use. There's no information. Accessible to them if they can't log into it.
1: So always log uh, off. In other words, if I leave my office door open, I leave the office for an hour. I always close my email.
0: Yeah, we even set it automatically to lock uh, for every after 15 minutes of inactivity. It's a little annoying, but the trade-off is is
1: oh, huge. It, it, you could mess with somebody. You know, uh, every now and then I'll walk into a studio. Right, every we've got. I don't know. In this building alone, maybe twenty different studios. Well, everyone has a computer monitor which you lock in your your email, and every now and then you'll see an email open from the guy that forgot to log off. You cause some serious trouble for them if you were if, if, you, if you wanted you didn't to. Like them
2: very much, or you know, if 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 there is someone with nefarious intent, uh, you know that somehow got into the building, um, you know. So
1: yeah, it's not you. You can't over do this right that's what you're saying Mike. maybe it's a yeah. pain in the butt to type that that text code in that they just texted you in the big picture that takes 15 seconds
0: well, I, we can even make it pretty painless. Have it literally a pop-up on your phone or your watch. Uh, if you have got a smartwatch, that's all that happens to me when I log into my computer at the office. So I put my password in and then tap OK on my watch. And See, you're
1: so. you're hitting kind of a hot button with listeners. We're getting a lot of calls here. Mike uh, Sinkpile, that's a good boss segment. Business owners, savings and security. This is for business owners, but also personally. If you've got questions about cybersecurity, we're also going to talk about recovery services. What happens? What's the end game? Somebody hacks you. Like you said before, $200,000 disappears from the guy's account. He was going to close on a condo. The money's gone. Do you get that money back? How does that all work? I want to get into yeah. some of that. Aaron's got a lot of questions for you as well, but we get callers lined up. Craig is from Lannon. Next up on WISN and WIBE's Retirement Clinic. Hey, Craig.
0: Hey, i got a que- I got two questions, really. One is, how often should you change your passwords? And two... You know how Google will automatically remember your passwords if you're using the same PC? Is that a good idea? Great question. Thank you. Uh, The password changing interval goes down in importance when you have multi-factor. It goes way down. Uh, In fact, the recommendation uh, out there in the industry is that if you have multi-factor authentication, uh, you can go as long as like a year. Uh, comfortably. Uh, So it it used to be the old days, change it every 90 days or 30 days, or it just gets crazy to remember all these passwords. But if you have multi-factor authentication in addition to the password, just have a a good password. A long password phrase is better than a a short, hard-to-type password, something that's longer and uh, made up of a couple of words, a couple of special characters in there, and just be done with it. Uh, or use a password application like uh, 1Password, the digit 1 and the word password, or LastPass, or there's several of them out there that will make up a password for you, and you don't have to remember them at all. And that kind of leads into your second question. Uh, saving passwords in the browsers is super convenient. Um, I personally just uh, don't have a, a ton of trust in uh, those browser technologies and Google in general because because it's free services and and I'm <laughs> I'm the product when they're uh, advertising to me so uh, I prefer to keep them in a password vault application like uh, like One Password and uh, pass, last pass et etc.
2: What about those of us those of us with iPhones uh, that have you know Safari because Safari and, and, well and your your iPhone will save. Uh, passwords there, same same kind of rule there?
0: Uh, there is a, a version of these apps for the phone itself, so the better security would be to use them, but it is so darn convenient in the phone uh, to just use the built-in. In that case, uh, the, the phone platform itself is where I would uh, draw the line. I've been an iPhone user for a long time, um, and to each their own on that, iPhone versus Android. Um, but uh the, the the password security or just security in general on the platform um goes ebbs and flows out there general generally the reputation and Apple is to have pretty high security there uh they've been been uh, uh told the, the, the party line on that one pretty well but uh again again using a third party i can be really really sure that it's uh, safe
1: i got a uh, craig brought up the c- good question and craig is still with us about the passwords and, and this is probably the most basic question you're going to get this hour on the show mike where do you save your passwords everybody has a different way of doing it uh, I hear people that put them right underneath their keyboard. They yeah, tape. I, see, I a, see all the stickies on your monitor. Or the called, or yeah. the post-it notes on a <laughs> monitor, or they're on your iPhone in the notes. You know, people that. Do you have any suggestions? I know it's a simplistic question, Mike, but to remember all these different passwords, what do you do?
0: Well, you've just uh, drawn the uh, sample way of uh, if you're storing your passwords on post-its and spreadsheets and things like that. You're just putting the key under the the welcome mat on the front door or leaving the keys in the ignition in the car. It just uh, doesn't do any good, of course. Uh, so either trust the the built-in applications in the web browsers, but better than that, in my opinion, is using a third-party app uh, because that you can put anything in there. You can put in serial numbers for your appliances, uh, any little notes that you want to have secured, account numbers, not necessarily passwords, just put whatever in there and it's, it's a secured vault. And those, applica- those applications save your data in an encrypted state so that if the files are stolen, then the uh, passwords cannot be gotten out of them. Now, if you lock yourself out of the vault, it's, it's difficult to reset. Uh, some of them have no means of reset because uh, for, for on purpose. Um, so... Uh, so the, the brands I cited earlier, uh, one password, uh, last pass, uh, being a uh, dash lane is another com- uh, common popular one. Uh, they each have a, a couple of dollar costs, uh, it's two or three bucks a month typically. And there's where you store your, your, all your info.
1: It, to to go old school, print out a hard copy of all your passwords, laminate it, put it somewhere in, in your house, like a safe. Would that be wise or not?
0: Well, it's always a good uh, worst-case scenario plan, but uh, th- those tend to age out, and you're, you you'll be changing information you'll, information regularly. In yeah. there. You'll be
2: relaminating you know, as yeah. you change your password all the time. I know you're a big fan of laminating, Paul, and any excuse you can get.
1: So. You know, I I had to bring it up. I had you know, it's not just accounts; it's it's goofy stuff like Netflix and Hulu and Stream. Everything's got a password, right? Everything. It, is it, it really is. A guy could That's have twenty five passwords.
0: Really? On the low end.
1: I, on the low, on end. the low end. That's exactly I, it. I have,
0: thir- I have 1,300 in my password vault. So <laughs> I just, you just a new password for every single site I go to. I may never use it again.
1: And, and each and one's whatever, different, huh? That right. is amazing. Hey, uh, Craig from Lennon, you had a great question. The password question is good. Great advice from Mike Sinkbile. Our guest, Mike, is a partner at Short Tech. They're a service firm based in Waukesha. And uh, this is what you do. You maintain uh, certifications in cybersecurity, and you advise business owners and managers on how to keep their IT safe and running smoothly. Coming up on Break Time, Aaron, a sexy segment today. We have wealth management and preservation. That's what it's about. Yes. I think Mike is I can't, involved.
2: I can't. No, I can't let Mike have all the glory today, so I'll do that one.
1: You got that one today. <laughs> but Mike is sticking with us. Yes, right, yes, Mike? Yes. We've got you. Yep. Okay. Good. Mike will be here up until 11 o'clock, till the end of the hour. So, good question so far. Cybersecurity, personal, business, we're covering all of it as we continue. On the Retirement Clinic, here's the website for the Cowal Investment Group. Easy to remember, unlike some of these passwords. CowalWay.com. In addition to the TheKowalWay.com, you're on social media.
2: Yes, uh, Twitter at Cowal underscore invest. Um, we're also on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Uh, also, our phone number at the office is 262-522-4040.
1: You hear the staff from the Kowal Investment Group do the market updates Monday through Friday, every day, on WISN and WIBA, and then, of course, the Retirement Clinic every weekend. We'll be right back. Stick around. Sexy segment, as we continue the retirement clinic, wealth management and preservation is the topic, and keep in mind our guest uh, is with us until the end of the show. Mike Sinkbile from shorttech we 're going to give out shorttech 's website in a bit. A lot of callers asking about that. We are going to talk about recovery services as well, but Aaron Kowal, we turn back to you to talk about retirement. Yes,
2: yeah, so I want to sneak in a retirement topic here real quick before we get back. Uh, to Mike because we're we're getting some quite a bit of interest on on what he has to say Uh, so I don't want to slow the momentum at all but uh, so the show is for everybody the sexy segment for those uh, who who have a million dollars or more in in retirement assets Uh, and this topic may actually really um, be a nice topic for uh, for those folks uh, we talk about uh, Paul. We talk about on the show IRAs and Roth IRAs. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, an IRA is you you reduce your your taxable income and you put it in. It grows tax deferred. When you take it out, you pay taxes on the whole thing. A Roth IRA is something that. Uh, you put, um, uh, uh, you pay the taxes now, uh, and then it should, depending on what the government decides, which they haven't touched it um, ever. Uh, well, they haven't touched it yet, I should say. Um, it, it, it grows tax-free, uh, in theory, forever. Um, and so far, that has been true. But one of the the issues with uh, Roth IRAs, and maybe a misconception that people have uh, about Roth, and so they don't even explore it. We see that all the time. It's, I make too much money. I can't put money into a Roth. Not necessarily true. It takes the retirement specialist (laughs) or somebody that knows what's going on uh, to to help you figure this out. Well, first of all, there's no uh, income limitations um, in your uh, Roth 401k. So that's something that your company should have. Um, and, and so be sure to check with them or if you are the business owner, make sure you add it on or we can talk, uh, help you with set that up as well um, is to get a Roth 401k. so it's the same contribution limits uh, as a, a traditional 401k um, but, but you, you um, uh, can save money tax free. Uh, you always pay the piper right away <laughs> so, uh, but it'll grow tax free uh, over time. One of the things we talk about is called a backdoor Roth. Um contribution, um, so there's there's income limits, and this is where the, where my comment about people think they make too much to be able to do Roth uh, contributions. Technically, that is true. If you are single and you make one hundred forty thousand dollars, you cannot put money into a Roth IRA directly. If you are married filing jointly, and there's there's other ways to file as well, but if you're married filing jointly, uh, it's two hundred eight thousand uh, dollars and or, more or more or more. Yeah, so if you're making two hundred two hundred eight thousand dollars or more. Um, uh, your, your modified adjusted gross income uh, is is $208,000 or more. You cannot contribute to a, um, a, a, a Roth IRA. So the limits are uh, $6,000 a year uh, for this year, uh, and then $7,000 if you're over age 50. It's a catch-up. Um, but there's something called the backdoor uh, Roth, um, contribution where you can, um, you, you essentially make the contribution to an IRA and then immediately, or at some point during the year, do a Roth conversion. Uh, so where you, you put it into an IRA, it's documented that you put into an IRA and then, um, or, or or for, or plan at work. and, And, um, so you know, IRA, you're not going to be able to deduct it if your income is, is higher. So what you do then is make the con, uh, conversion, and you are um, uh, all set. So you're able
1: to put money into a Roth IRA. When you say, and we'll, when we get back to talking with Mike here in a second, it reminds me of the movie from the 80s, War Games. How they got into the back door? Remember how they they hacked that? You didn't see that movie? That movie. Oh God, it's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, it, Paul. It, I mean, it's old. It's very old movie. Mike, uh, we're gonna go back to Mike. Have you ever seen War Games? Oh, you're hitting all my favorite movies there.
0: Sure. <laughs>
1: And that's what they did, right? Now this is in the 1980s. Computers were different back then. When you,
0: you you had to use a modem to call another computer. Now they're all connected all the time, twenty four seven. That's
1: right. And he just he he hacked into the government's computer and he created a, essentially what was a cyber war, uh, which they took very seriously. And it was just a teenage kid. Uh, what's the guy that played that uh, Broderick? Right, Matthew Broderick. Yep, was the actor. Uh, just a great movie, and I I won't give any spoiler alerts this time, Aaron, because it's well worth watching. Even though it's an older movie, it's it's fun to watch. Hey, any thoughts on? Uh, and Mike, we're going to get back to uh, talking about cybersecurity. Off the air, we are getting a lot of questions about how to reach out to you at Chortech. What's the best way? Working through your website. You're in Waukesha.
0: Sure. Yep. Our website uh, again is chortech.com. C H O R T E K. Dot com. If you want that cybersecurity curve uh, doc, document that I referred to, you just put in a slash curve forward slash curve c u r v e. And uh, you could also reach me via phone if you want to talk about your cybersecurity at two six two five two two 8248.
2: Eight. That's direct to me. And Mike, also, for you know, give us a little more information. Uh, what was the street you grew up on? Uh, what is your favorite color? And, uh, just some other information about
1: your you. mother's maiden name. Mother's I think I saw that name? on Jimmy Kimmel once. Yeah. Just
0: walking <laughs> on the street, just uh, tricking people into giving their passwords. That's hilarious. It, so. did,
1: did they do that on Kimmel? Absolutely. That yeah. does seem like something they, they would do. So, okay. As long as we got you, is, is that sexy segment, uh, yeah, done now? Yeah, we're
2: good. So that's, it's called the back, it's called the Roth, uh, Conversion back to a Roth IRA. Uh, So, give us a call if you have questions. um, We can get into it. It, It's it's highly personalized to your situation. Yeah, uh, as all our planning is. Uh, give us a call, 262-522-4040. Go to com. There's a, a place there to request information or set up a time to get together.
1: And a so lot of listeners will contact, you know, I, hey, you he had a great guest on cybersecurity, but I missed his number or whatever. Just work through the Cowal Investment Group. Reach out to them, com, as Aaron just said, or 262 262- 4040 2, 40, 40, 40, 2, 2, 40, 40. Okay. Yes. What about recovery, Aaron? It's something yes. you wanted to talk about.
2: I wanted to ask. So money's stolen uh, from, uh, from, from, from an individual. What do they do? What are the recovery services? You know, you can trust the government to figure it out for you, right?
0: It highly depends on the situation. Okay. I've had uh, clients where the bank jumps in, they see the, suspicious looking transaction. They stop it. That's awesome if they do that. That's not a plan, though. That's a, a hope that they're going to cover yeah. you. Uh, this story I shared where the uh, 200,000 plus was stolen, uh, it was gone. It was gone, gone. And the FBI had plenty of evidence and information, but the, ultimately they didn't get it back. Another uh, classic story from uh, the IT world, a company, a large company had a single attack where... Uh, a social engineering attack was executed. So the uh, one of the financial folks was hit up with a invoice. They said, hey, you're starting a new contract with us. We're a manufacturer for you guys. Send us a check for, or wire us $42 million because we're starting up the, uh, the, the uh, project for you. And they gave them the money. And it was all fake. Uh they they happen to get a portion of that back, but uh forty two million dollars in one wire transfer. It was uh <sighs> the debt shows up on wow. the uh, bottom line for sure.
2: No kidding. That's not just a rounding error.
0: So it, it's, it's it's case by case study for sure. Each scenario is different as far as what the options are. The the Feds did jump in on uh, one of these uh, ransomware attacks and were able to recover some of the ransom money paid uh, by one of the uh, headlining companies uh, in the recent news. I but you can't you can't plan on that. Uh, having insurance helps uh, to uh, lessen the sting, uh, but there's limits to that. Uh, and the insurance companies for cyber risk policies these days are. Uh, getting tougher on, all right, well, what are you guys doing about cybersecurity that we're, we're insuring you? So uh, do you just have no security measures in place? Well, that's a high risk uh, for us. So those underwriting forms are getting more and more stringent, and, uh, again, you have to move, move your company higher up that cybersecurity curve to be even able to, to qualify for a policy these days.
2: That's uh that that's, that's pretty crazy what they're able to do. The, you know, I want I have one quick story of a, a friend that that someone's trying to uh steal. They wanted them to wire a considerable amount of money uh you know to them and then they're then so they then they are very intense threatening lawsuit saying, you know, you promised us they're posing as a uh customer. Uh you promised us this. you send us this money now wire it to us now. At the same time, uh, key individuals at the company started getting um, multiple, multiple phone calls uh, and emails uh, unrelated to this. Um, and uh, uh, over, so the, this 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 person that I know eventually put the phone down uh, and had 1,200 um, missed calls. Uh, they were trying to keep them distracted while they were trying to steal their information.
1: Uh, when we come back, uh, Mike. We're going to give out all the contact information, but also some final comments about cybersecurity, what you need to know on the retirement clinic. Aaron Kowal. what we're going to do right now is something. I don't know if you're going to the fair or not. State fair starts oh, in a I'm week. Going. Oh, yeah. Really? It, August 5th through the fifth. In my mind, it's always, oh, end of summer. Wow. I know. I it's, know. It's not the end of summer yet, but here we are. Exactly right. What we're going to do right now is just take caller number five. And I that, think we
2: should do caller number 105, <laughs> Carl.
1: Make Spencer work. I don't think we have time. <laughs> caller number 5, 799-1130. You win a four-pack of State Fair tickets right now. Caller number 5 on the Acunet Mortgage Line, 414 We'll be right back. Okay, before we run out of time, I got to remember to do this. We did get caller number. We had, uh, how many calls came in? Hundreds. I made it simple. I made a caller number five. And Brian and Waukesha, you won four tickets to State Fair. I've got one more uh, four pack to give out next week. You know, we're talking about cybersecurity with Aaron Kowal. This is the retirement clinic here on WISN and WIBA. And we've also been talking with Mike S- Sinkbile. I, I got that right, right, Mike? You got it. I haven't yeah. been mispronouncing your name for a full hour, I hope. <laughs> Mike Sinkpile, and it's Chore Tech uh, in Waukesha. Aaron, some final comments that you had kind of wrapping up cybersecurity.
2: My you know, my thoughts, you know, we, we've we seen many instances of, of bad actors trying to steal client uh, information. Uh, we've been able to thwart it and and help them thwart that as well. But it's just you have to be diligent uh you can't get in in my opinion and you know, uh michael no more than me obviously but um you you can't get uh life lock and figure well, everything's good now or uh you know story of passage it's an ongoing it's an ongoing battle
0: am i, I wrong Mike? i yeah i would comment that uh one tip for individuals and businesses out there the social engineering attacks they're just assuming you're going to fall for one of their tricks. Uh, A key antidote is just verify all requests. Uh, Even if it's something you expect that looks normal, uh, don't just reply to that email. Don't just call the number they tell you to to call. Heaven's sakes, don't uh, uh, let them remote control your computer because they say there's something wrong with it. Uh, Do a check out of band, Make a phone call to the bank with the phone number you have uh, or that's on the main website for the bank. Uh, Place a phone call to the person that says they're asking for something uh, from you or start a new email, fresh email to them. Don't reply to the one that was sent to you. Uh, Just to double check, is this legit? Uh, It's just far better to be safe than sorry.
1: Hey, for today, we're going to be out of time, unfortunately. Your website again, Mike?
0: dot com. C H O R T E K. Dot
1: com. Aaron Kowal, thanks for a great show. Your website, you. thekowalway.com. We can call you at?
2: 262-522-4040. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, at Kowal, K-O-W-A-L, underscore invest, and then on LinkedIn as well.
1: Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in to The Retirement Clinic on WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.